Welcome back. Even though we are under the Two Guys Gaming banner, as I've said before, this is one guy, definitely not gaming, but I'm reading Dragons of Deceit, the new book by Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman in the Dragonlance series. And we are up to chapter four. You probably know I promised this, I think, on Thursday of last week, um, but events beyond my control prevented that from happening. I was going to read the book while Aiden was at soccer on Tuesday, I think it was, or Wednesday, and I forgot the book at home, so I didn't get a chance to read it, and then I got busy at school and with some other stuff, so I read the book, I took the notes, I just haven't gotten a chance to sit down and record until now, but now we're recording, today we'll do chapter four and chapter five, and let's get right to it. So, as I've been doing, I will summarize chapter four, then I'll give my opinion on chapter four. Then I'll summarize chapter five, give my opinion on chapter five, and then we'll be done. And I will tell you when the next couple of episodes are supposed to be released. As we all know, things are bound to change, but for now, that's what we'll go with. Started chapter four, started taking notes. First note I took was, and then for a long time, nothing happened. I know this is editorializing on my part, which I said I would do later, but you may know that I've been less than invested in the book up until this point, and chapter four, as it starts, really has not hooked me, as that note says. So as they gloss over the war, as it's happening sort of as an afterthought, uh, the, the good thing is that Atano does start to get more vocal. She gives voice to the opinion again that most people went to the gods as spoiled children and not re with reverence. This is something that is common in Dragonlance is that the gods don't actually leave people. It's just that they don't, they hear the, the prayers of the people and it's more that they're like, I want this, I want this. You know, they're coming to the gods as Santa Claus almost, or, you know, as parents spoiling them instead of coming to them with reverence and saying, oh, you know, we appreciate what you do for us. If you could, could you do that? So she gives voice to that opinion as well. She goes on to continue that she went to them with reverence and got rewarded by the goddess of the yellow star, Chislev, an old god, a goddess of nature. When they said the name Chislev, I recognized it probably from the Dragonlance source book that I had way back when. They talked about all the different gods. Might have been mentioned in one of the other books, but as soon as they mentioned that, the, the name came back to me. I probably would have never found that on my own. I told you I did some research when they said the goddess of the yellow star, and I came up with Mashaku, and then Goldmoon after that. I didn't know if she had become a god. You know, sometimes mortals can ascend to godhood in Dungeons and Dragons. It doesn't generally happen in Dragonlance, but who knows, maybe it did, and I just forgot about it. The young knights that are along with Gregory, they are bemused by her nonsense, quote unquote, and they're drunk. They ask for her to read. She goes through with it, even though, you know, they're a little drunk and probably making fun of her by asking for the reading. She lies, but Gregory ends up seeing what she actually saw. He sees the dragon. Okay, now for the editorial part of it. I know I editorialized a little bit at the, be the beginning there, but this is what I really think. What I wrote here was, okay, y'all. Yo, it finally happened. Not in the way that I expected. I expected the war to hit and something big to happen to hook me. But this chapter, we finally got it. Holy shit, we got that moment. Let that just sit for a minute. Not an actual minute because that's awkward silence. But let's let it sit for a little bit in this silence. So, I have been waiting for this since the end of chapter 2 at least. But 
retroactively since receiving the book. Even at the beginning of this chapter, I wondered about the pacing. I told you that earlier, but it now makes sense. At this point, the war is a background character and not integral to the story. So the holy shit moment for me is partially, holy shit, I'm dumb. Yeah, those of you shouting all this time, how dare you question Weiss and Hickman? You can all take a bow. I'll admit when I'm wrong. In my defense, we all get old. They might have lost it over the years. Obviously not, but I will take a victory lap as well. I said they foretold Atieno, Destina's mom, as a cleric. So right now, I'm at one loss, one win right now. I think the win is pretty big uh, compared to the loss. Yes, I doubted Weiss and Hickman. Yes, they proved me wrong. Yes, the book is probably from this point going to be good, and I'm going to be invested, and I'm going to devour it, and these episodes will come out on a more regular basis because of it. But uh, that win, I, I will take that as a win. Uh, I was watching uh, Glass Onion the other the other day with uh, my family, and I was way wrong on that one. But I will take this one again as my powers of foretelling, not having lost me completely. So yeah, for me, this is a big time chapter here, also short. So I'm gonna include chapter five, as I mentioned earlier in this episode. In chapter five, Greg Gregory assembles a war party to go off and fight. The mayor, Berthel's dad, tries to use the occasion to play politics and gain favor. Gregory adeptly maneuvers around that. Berthel, for his part, tries to console Destina, whose father is going off to war, but she wants none of it. She ignores him and he ends up going off to talk to other friends. Destina expects her mother to go into grieving because her husband has gone off to war. Instead, Atiena takes charge of the castle. She starts ordering people around, telling them that they have to get ready in case war comes to their part of the, the world. And part of her plan is to teach Destina to hunt and use her natural instincts in addition to being a knight. Um, she wants to teach her to prepare the game as well. After all of that, uh, it works. Destina feels the two parts of her personality, the two parts of her heritage, her mother and her father coming together. She feels whole. She is now a daughter of a knight and of nature. Now, of course, Atieno, she got them ready partially because war is on the horizon. It does end up coming to them. The attack on the home happens. Uh, civilians are free to flee into the castle. They welcome them into the castle. And the chapter ends with the castle and everybody in there under siege as they await the attack. They watch the attack move in. Things are set on fire. That's how they watch the attack move in, and they're all in the castle awaiting the eventual attack. Uh, I suppose it's somewhat redundant to say that they are under siege awaiting the actual attack, but I'll stick with it. Much of this chapter, especially after the last one, to me, felt anticlimactic. Gregor leaves for war with little fanfare. I'm sure the, the actual happenings, they just don't talk about them, but I'm sure the actual happenings in the village as he leaves were pretty remarkable and celebratory and whatnot but it's just kind of like okay he's leaving for war uh you know the mayor is trying to gain favor the mayor's son is trying to gain favor with destina and it, it doesn't really talk much about gregory or the celebration as he goes off to war the attack on the village we waited this long for it and then it happened well technically it is still happening as the chapter ended but the timing it just felt convenient it's a book i understand it's fiction sometimes these things are going to happen maybe i'm just feeling again maybe i'm just feeling too cynical for this book right now i want it to be like it was when i was a kid it's never going to be like it was when you were a kid but 
for whatever reason, the book is not hitting as some of the other things from my childhood did. Like, I love the new Star Wars movies. I know a lot of people didn't. We can talk about that some other time if you want. But I love the new Star Wars movies. I love Creed. My buddy Craig and I were talking about Creed yesterday, and he said that the third one might put us off a little bit just based on what's going on there. But, you know, who knows? For now, I like Creed 1 and Creed 2. Aiden's watching the Rocky movies. I think he just got to Creed 1 now. We were talking, he and I were talking, and I was telling him how much I love the Creed movies and which Rocky movies I really enjoyed. But so those things hit for me. I'm really not interested in that 90s show. I wasn't a big fan of that 70s show to begin with, but I don't care about that 90s show. Cobra Kai, I love Cobra Kai. And for whatever reason, this book, something from my childhood coming back, it's just not hitting in the same way that those things have. And I'm not sure entirely why. Maybe it's just because Dragonlance was such an integral part of my childhood. And these other things, I mean, other than Star Wars, these other things were just kind of like in the, in the background and I enjoyed them. And now that they're coming back, it's like, oh, I remember these things. They were cool at the time and they seem pretty cool now. And maybe Dragonlance, I've just built up this wall around me where it's like, this doesn't feel like it should feel type thing. But with all that being said, one thing I enjoyed about the chapter was the mother-daughter bonding. That was fantastic. I thought that was a great inclusion by Weiss and Hickman to throw that in there and sort of have a show that Destina is not really completing her journey, but her journey is pushing her forward. She's not stagnating as the knights sometimes do. Atieno is finally getting to show what a badass she is. You know, you could always kind of feel it from her as her character sort of developed slowly, but now she's getting to show all that off. And she's, you know, she's this cleric of nature. She's this great huntress. She's showing her daughter the ropes. She's bringing her daughter into the fold and giving her that side of her heritage, which is just fantastic. And all of that helps Destina to round out her formal training with an edge that will definitely help her when the Oath and the Nature break down, as they often do when it hits the fan. You know, you have these rules, but once the rules don't apply anymore, what do you do? And now Destina has that wild, quote-unquote, natural side to her that will give her the ability to deal with those things when the rules break down and when they no longer apply. Combine all of that with the fun from chapter four, and I, as I said, I'm finally in on the book. I forgive the rest of the chapter five as quote-unquote stuff that has to happen. You want to, whatever you want to call it, the, the deus ex machina, where it just pushes the plot forward. As long, as long, there is a, there's a caveat here, as long as they keep dropping in the little extra diamonds every now and then. What I mean by the quote-unquote stuff that has to happen this battle might be a matter, minor battle in the grand scheme of things, but it is a big deal to these people and these characters, and I thought it should reflect that. Maybe it's they're trying to get across the fact that Destina and her parents and Berthel and his father, they're rich, and the rich always feel the effects of these things last. And so I guess in that context, it all makes sense. Again, really, after Chapter 4 and the awesome mother-daughter bonding part of this, the rest of this on my part is just nitpicking, honestly. The, the book seems like, again, it's going to be great going forward, and I can't wait to read and uh, release Chapter 6. I'm thinking about Monday for Chapter 6, Wednesday possibly for Chapter 7. It might get pushed to Friday. We'll see how the week goes. That's the schedule for this week for now. You'll definitely get Chapter 6 and Chapter 7 at some point, Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Friday. I'm not entirely sure. As always, thanks for listening. If you're reading along, let me know what you're thinking. If you've already read it, let me know what you think. Did chapter four get you like it got me? Were you invested in the book earlier? Check us out, twoguysgaming.net. That's where you can get in touch with me. That's where you can converse with us and get all of our contact information. Until next time, most likely Monday, great talking to you, and I will talk to you then. We are two guys.